0: So it's time to discuss the Leash Senior Hurlers and the Leash Senior Footballers ahead of the upcoming 2022 GA season. Leash, I mean, for the Hurlers anyway, it was uh, I mean, it was a mixed bag in, in 2021. I mean, it started very poorly. They lost all their games in the league. They looked destined for relegation. Terrible against Wexford in that game in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. But then all of a sudden, they just went on this bit of a run and, and certainly turned things around. They beat Antrim to avoid relegation to the John McDonough. They then beat Westmead. In a Division 1 relegation playoff. And stayed in Division 1 hurling for yet another year. And then they nearly beat Waterford in the uh, in the championship as well. Which I think a lot of people forget. So for Leash, look, there were certainly some negatives in there. But there were certainly also a lot of positives. For the footballers on the other hand, I mean a miserable year. There's no getting away from it. Things didn't go according to plan at all for Mike Quirk. They lost... Every game in Division Two, and certainly going into Division Three, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one in there for them as well. And I was delighted to speak with Damian Carter of Leash GA TV. We broke down all the big talking points for both the Leash hurlers and Leash footballers ahead of the upcoming 2022 GA season. So, yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this content, if you could leave a like and subscribe, we would appreciate it. And let's get straight into it. no. Before we get straight into the podcast, I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, D Kirby GA Star, Declan Kirby GA Star Championship Journey. It's a series of GA team children's books written by primary school teacher and GA coach Michael Egan. You can check it out in the link in the description down below, of course as well. Follow the trials and tribulations of Declan Kirby and his team at Smith Green Gaelic Football Club, recently formed a promising GA team. The book is now available in Easons and all good bookshops. So check it out in the description down below, and let's get straight. Into it. Okay, I'm delighted to be joined here now by Damien Carter of Leash Ga TV. We're going to be previewing the Leash senior hurlers and the Leash footballers out of the upcoming 2022 Ga intercounty season. Damien, I was shanty off here. There, you're keeping well, anyways, and uh you had a great Christmas.
1: Yeah, keeping good, Aaron. Thanks, a million, and thanks for having me on. Uh, great to be talking with Leash, and great seeing an interest in the county as well, and trying to promote as much as you can. But yeah, too much turkey and trying too much beer, like a lot of people. So. Work right. it off now in January.
0: Great, stuff, yeah and you're enjoying all the club action as well, I suppose. Starting with Clock Balakala, anyway. Yes. I mean, that was um, one hell of a journey for themselves. Obviously, getting all the way to the Leinster final, beating Kilmacud Croaks as well. Like, uh, and I suppose first time in the in the Leinster club final as well.
1: Mm, yeah. Fantastic year for them, and I know that they're they're devastated about the final that you know they were hoping to to be competitive somewhat in it anyway and. The, they were very disappointed with that but you know what a year for them you know doing the double and leash um coming over and beating uh, as you said beating Kilmer Hood Crocs in the semi final and getting all the way to the final so huge year for them and and you know hopefully they'll go on and build from that now um there's a few two or three lads there I know are are looking down the age barrel and kind of thinking maybe that's the way to bow out. so but there's plenty of young blood coming there as well um you know, like like Skilly and Don and and the likes
0: coming through as well. So,
1: you know, the future's bright for Clock Pad, and I'd say it'd be very hard stopping leash for from doing the three in a row.
0: Yeah, and I, I suppose on the flip side of that as well, you had Port Arlington in the Leinster Club football championship. Remember watching that game in the first half and thinking Kilmickle Croaks might be in trouble here as well. They might go out to a, a you know, a leash team in in, in both um in both team, yeah. But uh, fair play, like in the end, Kimiko yeah, Croaks pulled through, Port- but a good year for Port Arlington as well.
1: Great your report as well, yeah, and I know I know they were shocked and disappointed as well because they played they felt played fierce good football in the first half, especially. Um, again, Kilmacood, and you know they're probably they probably will kick themselves that they weren't more ahead at half time. You know they were for the football that they played and the attacking kind of quick counter attack football they played. They would have hoped to be you know maybe seven or eight points going in a time up, and they weren't, and they kind of left Kilmacood in it. And in fairness, Kilmacood were a much better team. In the second half, they pushed right up on the kickouts, and that that killed Harrington When they, when Scott Osborne, who is an unbelievable keep, keeper, but even he was making mistakes in the second half, which he hasn't done all year. His kickouts have been flawless all year, um. But when the pressure was put on, you know, they, they didn't know where to go. They didn't know whether to go long or short, and nothing was working for them, and they they fell at the final hurdle as well, I suppose. But great year for them as well, and you know, again they've done two in a row, and they'll be very hard to stop next year as well if They can keep the squad together, and um, we'll go through that in a few minutes as well.
0: Yeah, do you think there'll be many hurlers or footballers from either Clock or Port Arlington who might break into the respective first teams for Leash this year?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's a funny one because the rumors now, and, and you know, rumors can go, go around and swirl around, but a lot of the Port Arlington lads I think there's actually only one Port Arlington lad, Paddy O'Sullivan, who is in with the, being called into the footballers at home because. Um, a fierce amount of the panel. I think there's eight, possibly nine of the panel from the Port Arnold team are actually going travelling next year. A fierce amount of them going travelling, so um, you know that that'll hamper Port Arnold's year next year, and it, you know it'll put a big dent, on, I suppose, on on Billy Sheehan's prospects of building on a, on a leash team based, I suppose, on a good Port Arnold club team. Um, so that could be a, a stumble of luck for him. Um, Aidan Carby is after being called into the leash senior hurlers. Um he was superb all year for Balakala the midfield or there. He, he great engine on him. you got actually got four points from play in the first half again. Um Ballyhale Shamrocks there, and it was probably one of the few that could hold their head up high in the last day there in Crow Park. Um so he's in now and he'll be a big addition to the leash hurlers as well this year. And um, but it's a pity that they, that they couldn't kind of build a bit more on that. Jordan Welchino you know, is in as well from Balakala, who's centre forward for Clock Balakalla is in the leash as well. Um but yeah, so yeah, that's, that's the prospects of, of new kind of members coming in from Clock Balacala and Port Arlington.
0: Yeah, and I imagine as well, I suppose, after a, well, a disappointing year for the footballers and I suppose for the hurlers in the end, you turned it around late on, I suppose, avoiding relegation in, 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 in both uh, the league and in the, in the championship as well. So I suppose a bit of confidence, maybe that leash, you know, GEA needed, I suppose, after, I suppose, what well, was a very disappointing year at the beginning anyways, and I suppose great to see uh, both clubs yeah. making a, a good stand to themselves in, in the Leinster Championship.
1: Yeah, I suppose like like the hurlers had a kind of a, an unusual year last year and and I listened to your, your um podcast there last week from with your, um, your mantra, your man from now his name is gone from me. But um, you know, and, and in comparison to their year, like they started off brilliantly and completely fell away at the end of the year, and leash were the exact opposite, leash. Started off brutal. They were, you know, I got hammered in all five games in the league, with the exception of the Antrim game, which was the last game, which was dead rubber anyway. But um, you know, I got an awful beaten in the first round of the Leinster Championship off Wexford, uh, five thirty-one to one twenty-three, I think it was. Um, you know, and it, but then to turn it around, I suppose, did a big relegation league final against Westmead, which they won, um, by a goal, and then they had to play Antrim in the relegation um final out of the championship and beat Antrim two twenty seven 221 up in Parnell Park and then you know played Watford. And you know, in fairness, you know, they could have they could have beaten Watford that day. They were I think they were maybe it was a two or three points up with two or three minutes to go. And Watford put on the, the burners in the last few minutes and ran out five points winners, but they had them under pressure for a lot of that game. And uh you know they could have took a big scalp there out of Watford. So Ended the year on a very, very big high, I suppose, um, but they'll be hoping this year to, you know, start off a bit better and then to build on that momentum again that they produced from last year.
0: Yeah, and what do you even think was the turning point as well for, for Leach in, in that sense? Because as you said, like going into the Antrim game, I think most people had Antrim as the favourites, I suppose, given what they'd done in the league and given the fact that Antrim had obviously beaten Leash already in the league, so... What do you think? Maybe was the turning point for Leash there to, I suppose, turn their season around? Was the players coming back from injury, yeah. or what do you think it was?
1: Yeah, I suppose a number of factors there. They had a few uh, injuries all year, uh, going into matches, and you know they could never seem to get kind of the full quota for matches. But um, I, th- I think the big point was, especially that, that match down in, in against Wexford in the championship match. The, the big thing was. They were playing a sweeper and they were even playing two sweepers that day against Wexford. And very conservative. There were, you know, there was lots of tactics being used. And again, uh, Antrim especially, they, they kind of threw that book out the window and they went 15 on 15, no sweeper, attacking Harlan and it worked out fierce well for them. And that that carried on then. They, they carried that on because they felt they would nothing to lose. You know, they went in again Westmead, did the same thing and then played Waterford the last day and everyone was expecting is will will they go back to a sweeper system now against Waterford? And they didn't. They went fifteen and fifteen, and in fairness, matched them for you know fifty eight, fifty nine minutes. And as I said earlier, you know, Waterford pulled away in the last few minutes. But I, I think that was a big thing that they they kind of disbanded that them that that sweeper especially. But there, there was a lot of confusion over you know even half forwards dropping deep and where were they meant to go? Were they meant to allow the other team to have the puck out? And you know there was a, just a lot of confusion there and when. And everything was thrown out the out the door and they went 15 and 15, it seemed to suit them a lot more. So it'd be interesting to see how they start off this year. Will they go back to kind of uh, some of the taxes that are using last year, or will they just go um hell for letter and go fifteen and fifteen and try and try and match teams?
0: Yeah, because I'd imagine that's probably the exciting thing in, in some ways, is that change of system and that attack and play, I suppose, in them games. And as you said, and that game versus Waterford, I mean, leash they had Waterford on the ropes uh, at one point. And when you look at what Waterford done, then obviously, you know, turning over both Galway and, uh, and Tipperary, I think it was like, you know, mm. that could have been a huge scalp for lesion. But I suppose similar to the year previous where you nearly beat Clare as well. So there does seem to be that big performance against the big teams. Like, it's not like you're always consistently being rolled over. That's it. Jeanette. And like
1: that, it seems to be when, you know, at the end of the year, when teams are kind of right leash off, and, and leash have kind of, you know, uh, the expectations have gone out the window. That leash seem to pr- produce these performance. So I'm hoping anyway this year that that they can, maybe you know, produce them a bit earlier this year, and give us a run of it. Um, now you know, just looking at I suppose at like the league fixtures. First of all, like the, like I think the league fixture very favorable favorable to leash this year, um, in such a way that you know. I What is success for Leash, I suppose, first of all, and with the league is definitely just staying up. Like, you know, like they're in a tough group there. Waterford, Tip, Kilkenny, Antrim and Dublin are their five matches. like So you'd be looking again at kind of the Antrim and Dublin games as potential winning games that you could win. And I said the draw has been kind enough in such a way that the first game they play is Waterford away. Then they've Tip at home and Kilkenny away. You know, and them three games are very much so free shots. You know, there's no expectation. There's no one in Leash. There's no one around the country that will expect Leash to win them games. So you know, go out and play them games. Try and get a system going. Try and get lads. You know, firing a bit of um, firing a few shots and getting ready for for the game. Then the the last two games of the league are at home. They're home to Antrim on the sixth of March, and then they're home to Dublin on the twentieth of March. So there, I'd imagine the two games that Leash are going to be focusing on big time that you know they're the ones that if they win one of them games that they'll more than likely stay up Um and especially the Antrim game and you know like again if they win that Antrim game the Dublin game is kind of a free shot and nothing that they can go out and, and hurl it to their potential as well like so I, I think the league has been favourable to, to them and you know hopefully they can do that um, I just hope we don't see what we've seen last year um with with heavy big heavy defeats in the first few matches and really kind of you see the, the hurlers struggling then after that with Confidence and form, and you know, as I said, tactics earlier on. Um, lads didn't seem to know what where they were going, what they were doing. But uh, no, I, I think we you know with Cheddar Plunkett as well. This year, last year was his first year in charge. The teams that they were playing last year um, all had the kind of established managers. Like Davey Fitz was there. Was he in his fifth year? Matty Kenny, I think, was in his third year. Um, Brian Loan, Cody Gleeson uh, was up there two years in that stage. So. You know, I think he has that that advantage this year that this is his second year going into it. He's kind of quittling down his own panel. He's uh, a few new players coming in that he was watching all year. He was, at, he was at every club game in leash this year, both intermediate and senior, and even a few um junior matches, which would be kind of a second intermediate kind of group. But he was at nearly all of them, so he knows every player in the county. Um, He's called in a few lads that have been really on form this year. Um. But he has lost a few as well, um, which we'll talk about in a minute, I suppose. But
0: yeah, so high
1: hopes, I suppose, in the in the league this year anyway for Lee Hurdlers.
0: Yeah, and I, I suppose you mentioned there about going up against some of the top teams, obviously the likes of uh, Tipperary, Waterford, Kilkenny. I mean, obviously you were saying there like they're free hits and and free shots, but I'd imagine there is probably, I suppose, some hope in you know claiming a a big scalp or two because you've seen in the league you've seen Antrim obviously who started the league very well last year there is the possibility they're playing those teams quite early on because those teams won't be up to full speed we've seen that with Claire last year even Kilkenny to a certain extent tip I'm sure are going to make a couple of changes to their team with a new management so maybe that's the hope is that maybe you might catch that one of those teams a little bit cold maybe in in the first couple of games and then that will set you up perfectly then for Dublin and Antrim in the final two.
1: Yeah, I mean, possibly so. And I said, I wouldn't hold much hope for them because, like, you know, the first game there is away to Watford, which, you know, Liam Cal is in his third year down there, the home game for them. It's a, it's a ideal home game for them. The tip game is at home for Leash, but, you know, it, it'll be uh, Declan Bonner's second game or third, well, after the, the Walsh Cup as well, or the, the co op um, super, what did you call it, down in the Munster competition, anyway, the equivalent of the Walsh Cup. Um, so he'll have two, two or three games under his belt there, and, and the game with the leagues there and then the Kilkenny game down in Nolan Park. I couldn't see a scalping taken down there either. So, yeah, listen, like you know, I wouldn't worry too much about them games as long as you're not taking big beatings in them. Um, and then, they, as I said, they have them the last two games to really focus on and to be firing on all cylinders. Then by the Antrim and Dublin game on the coming into March.
0: Yeah, and I suppose is there is the expectation then in the league just to avoid relegation then, do you think? Or do you think maybe for Leash it could be a case of maybe trying to take that next step or would it just be avoiding relegation?
1: To be fair, I think it's just, you know, I think it's avoiding relegation, to be honest. Like, it would be great, you know, if, if they could beat Antrim and Dublin the last two games. As you talked with there, taking a scalp out one of the others would probably leave them you know, up around the top top two of the of the league. But you know, you're, you're talking about ex- big experienced teams here, um, what for typical Kenny and, and it would be a huge, huge shock for it to do for it to happen. Um so I couldn't see that. But so you know the expectations I'm sure are stay up in the league and be competitive in the league. Um more so last year. I, I think that would be a building block. There's no point talking about qualifying out of it for a league ring because when you look at them last year they lost all five games they were hammered in them they had a, a score difference of minus 54 points um in the five games conceded 9 9 goals and 126 points in the five games like which is huge like so they weren't competitive in it so i, I just feel if they if they can be competitive and avoid a relegation final in the league i th- i think that's progress i think that's something to build on then the following year
0: yeah, do you think there'll be many changes even to the panel as well this year? Will there be much fresh faces coming in or, or players opting out or, or many of that kind of uh, story going on?
1: Yeah, so I suppose like, they're, they're back to training a few weeks now, and, and the, the word on the tree, I suppose, uh, that there's a few lads that have opted out and um, a few of the lads James Ryan, um, Lee Clear, who was playing for Balacolli, he's gone travelling, Paul Sims, who was sub goalie, hasn't committed yet, Aaron Dunphy, um, who there's Boris and he was one of the best hurlers actually in the club championship this year. Um, he's opted out of the panel, and Kieran Collier, who started nearly every game for Leash last year, has opted out as well. So, you know, there's five lads that, if five good players, probably two, three, possibly would have been starting on a Leash team there. Um, as I said Aaron Dunphy was a big loss; it just didn't happen for him last year. He, um, especially the first few league games, he was whipped off before halftime, I think. In both league games didn't really get lucky after that. Um, and I said he was one of the best performers in the championship league championship last year. Um, but then you know, on, on the flip side, that they have a few lads coming in there. Lee McConnell right down the earl, as I talked with Aidan Corby and Jordan Welch coming in from Balakalla. Ben Conroy was in at the panel at the end of last year. Um, he's a superb hurler. Seamus Patrick is Van L'Aquilis in my own club. He's a huge talent coming through. Mark Dowland Cameras. Um, and Podge Dunn of the Harps are all kind of new faces that are in around the place. So, you know, they they more than make up for what, I suppose, what's leaving the panel. I suppose the big worry around Leash at the moment is Paddy Purcell, um, and he got his all-star nomination there. He hasn't committed back to the panel yet. Um, So we're kind of, we're hoping down here that it's only a kind of a a layoff and a bit of an extra rest and that he'll come back um, firing on all cylinders. But, there's, there's worry as well that he's he's thinking about travelling and stuff like that as well and his other commitments are going on so hopefully that's not the case because he would be a huge huge loss to Leash hopes and it, you know like if Leash are to do anything this year then lead the reliance of him um to the best of his ability so hopefully that's not the case and hopefully he does stay in with the panel.
0: Yeah I suppose so a bit of a, a bit of a shake up then in terms of players coming out and, and players coming in one player I did want to ask you about actually was James Duggan and I don't know if um, if he's another year with the under twenties, or or maybe he might come up to the senior team. But I've definitely I've seen a lot of the the highlight reels, and obviously he had that point where he he fell on his knees yeah. and, and put it over the yeah. bar, and it was another goal I think he scored when he was playing with his club or something like that. Could he could he be a player maybe yeah. who could make a step up into the senior team this year?
1: Yeah, he definitely could. Yeah, he's he's a maverick. Like he's he's in with he's playing with the UCD freshers now this year. He's up in in first year in UCD and friend of mine Keen uh, Waldron is managing the, the first year fresh up there and he just said his, his talent is endless like you know um, and his, his eye for goal is is quite phenomenal as well like he's the first to face he's uh, you know he, he's he's kind of a Conor Callaghan-esque kind of player that we haven't seen down here in Leash for, for a number of years so he would be a huge player to have in there and to have on the panel um, but I'd say he does have another year on the under 20s um, so i say you could see him maybe, you know, sticking with the under-20s and seeing how that goes. And you could possibly see a call-up later on during the year um, or coming into the summer maybe uh, with him. But yeah, super popular and huge potential and want to look forward to for the future for Leach, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the round-robin then as well. I mean, like, I suppose we've seen with well, Wexford obviously not having... Davy fits in there and, and some potential retirements and whatnot I suppose Dublin are, are building pretty well they had a good year last year obviously you've got King, Hen- King Henry coming into the the fall at Galway so a lot of very interesting matchups mm-hmm. and interesting games and I suppose with the return of the round robin at least it will certainly give more game time to teams like Leash and, and Dublin who I'm sure will, and Westmead I suppose who are in there now as well
1: mm, Yeah definitely Like, and you know we, we talked about the league there like you know, there's there's five matches that Leash have before the end of March, and then the round robin kicking off there. on the is it the 16th of April? I think they have Dublin away in the first game. Um, but again, I think the draw has been kind to Leash this year. Leash hurlers this year in the championship as well, because you look at the group. They have Dublin, Kilkenny, Wexford, Galway, and Westmead in that order. The first two games are away. They're away to Dublin uh, on the 16th of April. They're away to Kilkenny on the 23rd. And like I said, in the league, two kind of free shots nearly as such. There's not to be no expectations there. Um, really, in the first two games, you would great to put up a performance against both of them. But then the last three games are at home. And not only do they have the last three games at home, you have three new managers coming in there as well. You know, Dara Egan on his first year down there with Wexford. You'd be looking at that as a potential scalp. Henry obviously coming in with Galway at home again. You know, Leish... Uh, down through the years have, have ran Galway Galway don't like coming to Port Leash for some reason and if, if you know if, if often we've played them in different venues and up in, in Salt Hill and we've got the mother of Valorah beatings. but for some reason um, you know Leash have kind of have that that hoodoo on Galway down in Port Leash as well they should have beaten them there a few years ago Um, and only a Henry or, a, or not a Henry a Joe Cannon a goal late goal again they were two or three points up with two minutes to go and Joe Cannon scored a wonder goal and they knocked off a few points after that, but he should have beaten Galway a few years ago. Um, and then the, the last match to have in the championship is Westmead again at home. And again, a new manager Joe Fortune therein um, for his first year in Westmead. So, you know, three home games to finish off there. They'll be after playing five, if not six league matches, three championship matches. So, you know, I, I, I I'm hopeful as well that again, avoid relegation. Uh, it would be the Westmead one is definitely one that they'd be hoping to to beat, and then they would be hoping to upset um, you know, probably Wexford, there out of Wexford and Galway, so that that would be, I suppose, the hope for Leash this year that they could possibly overturn one of them, um, in the last two games in Port Leash.
0: Yeah, and I suppose there is that general consensus as well that the Round Robin and Leinster probably isn't as strong as Munster, like when you look at, obviously you have Limerick over there, but you've Waterford and Cork who've both made the last two All-Ireland finals. So I suppose looking at that, Leinster round, Robin, like it does seem wide open, like there's probably no definitive team that you could pick that will finish number one and maybe go on and win Leinster. Like it does seem like it's wide open and maybe open for a team like a Dublin or a Leash to to go on a bit of a run and, and potentially cause a shock or two.
1: Definitely so, yeah, yeah. Um, and as we talked, as I said about the three new managers in as well. You know, you don't know what kind of a year the first year in a place like that is always going to be be a tough task. And especially going into a county that you don't know, like, and yeah, as you talk about, like, Dara Egan there going from tip over to Wexford, Shefflin going from to Kenny to up to Galloway, and Joe Fortune, going from Dublin to, to Westmead. Like, it's not as if they're inside men that know the county inside out. Like, so it'll be interesting to see how they go and, and how they react to new voices coming in as well. So, definitely a chance. For the likes of Leash Dublin to to take a scalpo, one of the bigger teams, and to possibly even make a Leinster final there this year.
0: Yeah, and, and looking at the overall All Ireland picture, then I know obviously it's a a while away yet, but I suppose I was I was chatting to a Mead man earlier, and it's kind of funny. The question isn't really so much so as who you have to win the All Ireland. I think the question now is who's going to stop Limerick, or, or can anyone stop Limerick in in twenty twenty two because they seem to be the front runners, and they seem to be. The team, maybe last year you can make a case for a few sides, but with a lot of other teams in transition, it's looking very hard to see how anyone gets in front of Limerick uh, in 2022.
1: Yeah, like they're just a phenomenal team there. And like, I don't know if you've seen it, but there it they showed the replay of the Munster final there on TG4 there over the Christmas a few days ago. And I watched it again, like, and you know, like 10 points down at half time against Tipperary, and you know, to the second half performance. It was just absolutely mind blowing, as was the first half performance in the Ireland final. I think they were three eighteen. I think they had in the first half of the Ireland final. Like so, you know when they do turn it on, they're absolutely unstoppable. But I suppose for 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 teams to have any bit of hope, you'd be looking at that first half against Tipperary and what went wrong for them and how Tip you know went in ten points up half time. Uh, myself personally, I think Watford are going to be the team that will challenge him the hardest this year and possibly even turn him over Um, I know Ty de Burke is back down there, he had two bad injuries um, and he'll be a huge huge boost for Waterford down there, Cal in his third year down there, knows the squad now inside out, the lads respect him down there they're, they're hurling for him, he's a good system going down there and as you said you know I turned over, they were lucky to turn over Leash be it but turned over Galway and tipped in after that um, so I, I do think, I think, with a bit of momentum and with a few kind of lads back from injury, I think Waterford could be the, the team to to stop Limerick this year. But saying that, it's it's a huge task for anyone to do it because they're such a good team.
0: Yeah, it is a huge task ahead. All right, and you've seen, I suppose, when Waterford have come up against Limerick in, in the past two years in, in both and about months around in the All-Ireland series, that Limerick probably do have their number at the minute. But they're definitely a team that's, there or thereabouts and definitely part of the chasing pack do you think there's any potential dark horses in there or teams maybe that could go on a bit of a run or be a surprise package I mean you've seen last year obviously Cork probably came out of nowhere a little bit and went all the way to an all Ireland final when a lot of people weren't expecting it and I suppose Dublin caused a shock or two as well so could you see uh, any other teams maybe potentially causing a shock this year
1: yeah I suppose Clare the only other team that I could see possibly you know and a lot of that depends on Tony Kelly there as well like you know they're, they're kind of coming in under radar this year. Um, there's not much kind of expected of them. They still have very good hurlers down there. Um, so they, they could possibly be one that, you know, that might sneak in there and, you know, surprise people and, and reach an all-in-the-final. The um, as I said, they do definitely have the hurlers down there, and low one seems to have them taken fairly well down there as well. So, yeah, they, they could be the, the outside bet for the championship.
0: Yeah, I suppose the big thing is Tony Kelly's injury as well, isn't it? I think he was injured in the in the club championship, but I suppose if they have him back, like and he's fit and fire, and with Peter Duggan coming back into the fold as well, like they look really, really well set. I suppose considering maybe how they looked at the start of um of twenty twenty one when they lost that game to Antrim.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the whole thing there is Tony Kelly. Like you know, he's such a huge player for them. He's probably the best hurler in Ireland at the moment. That's. A bowl call, I suppose, with, with you know, other lads around and a lot of Limerick lads on fire at the moment. But for me, when he's on fire, there's no one better than him in the country. Um, it was it was it this year or last year that he had the, the scoring spree that he, he was just like knocking crazy scores out of the park. Um, from maybe, midfield. maybe even boat years, <laughs> boat years, yeah. I think did he get an all star different one this year? Do you, yeah, yeah, so like. Yeah, so as and as you said, he was injured there for the club for Bally Baliere, um. But if they can get him back, back firing, um, and keeping fit, then they're they're definitely a tough, tough force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, and I suppose then looking at the the footballers, the Leash senior footballers, I suppose twenty twenty one maybe not the year I suppose uh, Leash fans would have hoped for, and in, in that aspect, I suppose losing every game and even that Westmead game as well like you were up at half time and then Westmead just completely blew Leash away so definitely definitely not the year anyway that Leash hoped for
1: no a disaster of years right yeah and like for just for whatever reason just didn't work for Mike Cork um, the, the three games in the league were horrendous um, you know again I talked with score difference for the hurlers there they had minus 28 points after three games in the league um, only scored 33 points in the three games, uh, Clare beat them. in The first day it was huge. I think it was a huge loss because they were, you know, half expecting to win that game and kind of build on that game, and to be knocked back by so much in the end. Going into play, Cork. Then the second day was going to be a huge disaster, and then Claire blew away. It's her day again. Like such so, disaster of a league. Um, they were competitive up and against Down in the relegation playoff, but you know, championship. Then, is, as you said. First, good first half but completely fell away in the second half and it, it's, it's unusual because i seen them actually training a few times last year and they were absolutely flying it in training Now you wouldn't you, you know just to see them playing the matches and to the style of football they were playing was unbelievable and the scores even in Mike Cork said in a few of his interviews the scores that were kicking in training and then to go out and play the matches and you know they couldn't hit the barn door in the matches so it was a complete contrast from from them but um, no, like you know, you'd be hoping Billy Sheen's new new uh manager this year, and he is Chris Conway in with him, former leash legend. This wasn't well, Beno McDonald, another former leash legend. They, you know, them boys will know the the players inside out. Um, yeah, you know they're really building, and you know I talked about the expectations for the year, and you know for Billy Sheen is really a building process, and it, I think he is a three year. Stint with, with Leash here, I think it could be two with the extension of a third year or whatever. But he's been asked by, or the chairman has asked, has asked, kind of has put the word out there to Leash fans, you know, to, to give him time and you know that it, it's not going to be an overnight project that he will need. And I think he will need. I think he will need two or three years to kind of build his team and to get them back up. So you know they're in Division Three. They've seven games there. I, I think a success would be probably being competitive and not being relegated would be a success there in that division three because again you have teams in there that are way ahead of them. Um the likes of Westmead, um Limerick probably even um Antrim Loud are probably you know in their second third years of managers. So if they can be competitive against the likes of um Antrim uh Loud or Westmead Wicklow for mana you be competitive in them matches and stay up in that I think that would be a good year. But again panel wise there's from what I hear there's been a huge turnover of players and you know they were trained the last few weeks and they have lots of different lads come in but they've 19 new players have been called in this year from the championship you know and I'm not sure of the stats around the country but I'd say it's hard bet that there's a panel around the country with 19 new members have been brought into it you know um, so that, that'll that be a big one there's a few the likes of uh, Colin Begley Mark Timmons the older kind of crew there they haven't committed yet whether they're going back or not, um. So they're probably waiting to see how things are panning out. But you know, Leash really need all kind of hands on deck if they're going to do anything this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, nineteen changes. That's yeah, that's that's some statistic, all right. To have nineteen players coming in there. What what do you think is the reason for that? Do you think there's any retirements in there? Players after now, maybe the fact that I suppose last year ended on a say or no maybe a lot of players not you know not willing to I suppose to to come back to the senior team or what do you think it is
1: yeah I'd say it's all of the above I'd say you know the disaster that Leash had last year as you said losing every game like five games five losses um, and being beaten well in all of them bar I suppose the down game and even at that you know it was a seven-point beating in the end like but um, you know it was a tough very tough tough year for the training that they were doing, the commitment that they were putting in. Um, and, you know, Mike Cork as well, you know, he very much so had kind of his 13 kind of regulars and he would change maybe one or two per game. So I'd say it was a few lads, probably not happy that they weren't getting lucky and even though things were going so bad. Um, but Billy Sheen, you know, he seems to be have an open mind and lots of new lads in there and from the club championships as well. I know he, he got the job around the final stages, so he would have seen a lot of the football from kind of the, the action on the way in, closing into the championships. Um, and uh, looking at some of the names that are in there, Sean Moore and James Finn are in from Ballet Finn. Paddy O'Sullivan, I mentioned earlier, in from um, Port Arant Danny Bulger, a sub-goalkeeper, um I should say, goalkeeper from Greg um, but He'll probably be sub-goalie for Leash, but he's in. Um, you know, Ross Munley is still there. Dara Harland for Strably is still there. So, you know, these kind of, they, they have been the best players of the club championship have been drafted in. So, if they can work with Billy, hopefully that'll see Leash going in one direction. And that's up, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's an interesting one with Leash, isn't it? Because like what you said there, like, I mean, I remember Leash even the year previous when you turned things around against Fermanagh and fought back from the dead, like, and getting obviously to a, a Leinster final in, in 2018. So Leach seemed, to, the leash footballers normally seem to have that leash fight in many ways where you keep battling you keep plugging away but it did seem that last year that fight just for whatever reason wasn't there and like what you said the i suppose the, the statistic of of the 28 points against them and in, in score difference wise and obviously the heavy beaten by westmead as well like i suppose that's probably the most disappointing thing because you can you can lose games and you can get relegated but i suppose it's the way in which you the attitude i suppose in which you approach those games which i think is most important
1: Exactly, and and as like I mentioned a few times, as well, like you know, we're we're not daft down here at English and We don't expect to be winning our earnings, but we do expect to be competitive. Like and last year, you know, we weren't competitive in any game really, and and that was a big kind of downfall of the team and the management, I suppose, last year. So hopefully that can be built on. As I said, if we can avoid relegation from Division Three, because with the way things are going last year, we would have to be one of the favourites for relegation out of Division Three this year. Um, with Wicklow at home in the first round of championship, championship um, you know Colin Kelly in there in his first year in with Wicklow as well um, would be obviously that's a home game for Leash as well so Leash would be looking at that as a victory and then to be, if they won that they'd be playing Mead away in the quarter final Leinster championship and again I, I think a successful year for Leash would be staying up in Division 3 beating Wicklow in the first round and being competitive against Mead um, up in Navin, and I think that's all I can ask for really this year. And you know, Billy Sheehan has said the start he does. I think he will need that two or three years to build a team here and to build his system into into Leash. And if he can get what I've just said there, um, I think the people in Leash should be happy enough that that we're on the right track and that we're going back to to where we feel we should be along in the Leinster ranking and
0: anyway. Yeah, and I suppose with Billy Sheehan coming in there, I think I've seen a a story there or a statistic or something where. It's you've you've had a carry man as as manager going back as far as as, as before Miko Dor, which is kind of an incredible statistic, really. I, I don't know if there's any other county maybe that's I suppose picked from those you know that those kind of pool of managers. I don't know if they do that on purpose or if that's uh, you know if it's just so happens to be coincidence that you know the candidates that are putting themselves forward just happen to be carry men. Yeah, it's,
1: it's crazy, really. Yeah, because you, you look back and you know John Sugru is there. Mike Cork, um, Miko is there. Um, like I, I'd say, yeah, that's a good stat now. And I, I, did see it a while back. All right, that's something like the past twenty years it could be seventeen of them have been from Kerry or something like that. It's, it's, it's a crazy stat. But I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the connection is or what. It, it just seems to be that, um, they, they put themselves forward and they, they fancy themselves on the, on the least job and maybe it's a. The way of getting their foot on the ladder. But Billy, you know, in fairness, Billy played for leash. He played for uh, Emo Club down here. And he knows the lads inside out. He'll know he knows Chris Conway and he knows Bino McDonald really well. Um so you know he he'll probably have a better understanding of leash football coming in than the likes of Mike Quirk did last year. Um Sugru is living in leash but you know even I, I think Billy will have a more in-depth um Kind of vision of of leash football and where he wants to see it and and what he can expect from them. So I'm hopeful that Billy can turn it around and and we'll see a better leash side this year, more competitive leash side
0: this year. And you mentioned Division 3 there as well, and and some of the teams are in there. And and obviously, Westmead would probably be the favourites in most people's eyes. But like, as I was saying, as, as you mentioned earlier when I was speaking to David Mohan in the Antrim season preview there, like it is really wide open. Like there's a lot of teams maybe there that could go on a run or potentially win a, a couple of games. Like it, you know, really from second down to seventh down to the relegation zone, like it could be another mad division where you have some teams fighting for promotion and battling relegation going into the final two matches.
1: Definitely, yeah. And, and again, go back to the fixtures, I think the fixtures have actually been kind enough to leash in that way as well because... The seven matches, there are four of them at home, and the home games are kind of the the ones we'd want to have at home. You know, they've Westmead at home in the first game, uh, Limerick at home on the second game. So, two starting off with two home games. Um, no, sorry, sorry, Limerick is 19th uh, or 19th of March, sorry, but the, the, the home games Antrim at home and they have Longford at home. That Longford game will be an interesting game because Billy O'Loughlin, who was a leash man who was over leash under 20s there. Uh, a few years back got him to, to a Lentz final he's been uh, confirmed as the new Longford manager so that'll be an interesting one him coming back to Moore Park for that league game I'm sure he'll get plenty of stick when he comes down to the field but you know so it's again kind to leash the home the games we would want at home are home um. so hopefully they can build on that but it is going to be a crazy division and I'd say you could see it down to the last game there could be as you said it could be teams fighting for it could be four teams fighting for a playoff spot and four teams fighting against relegation come the last game it'll be very tight
0: yeah and I I suppose as well like you you have the tier two competition that's Coming in this year as well. I'm not exactly entirely sure which way it's going to be formatted yet, but I suppose it's looking probably likely anyway that Leash would probably end up in that competition unless they were to get promotion or go on a run to a Leinster final. And obviously, if they were to get past Wicklow, they'd have Mead and Mead are you know going to be quite a tough game there. So I suppose yeah. Tier Two looks very likely for Leash. So what would be your uh, your take on that?
1: It does, yeah, yeah, and. Listen, like you know, I'm not. I'm not against this this tier one, tier two football, and I think I think it might actually, um, suit leash from from where they're coming from, and as I talked about building with Billy Sheen, you know, and if they were to be a tier two team next year, and to build on that, and they go on a good run on that, and to to get into the tier one then the the following year, which would be twenty twenty four probably, um, but yeah, no, like realistically, that's where we're going to be because, as you said there. You know, I, I I can't see them being promoted out of division three. And I can't see them um going on a run to the to the Leinster final. Um and even, you know, if they do beat Meade up in Nevin, which would be a huge victory, you know, it's an open draw and then for the semifinals that I could draw potentially draw Dublin, um, Oracle there, I suppose, in the semifinal. Um and you couldn't see them passing them at the moment either. So um, yeah, so it looks like tier two football for Leinster and a team another team in transition, I suppose we
0: call it. Yeah. And proposal B rejected as well. Like, I mean, that would, I mean, it's, it's a weird one with proposal B, because it probably didn't really make sense that, you know, you could win division three or finish second or or win division four, and then all of a sudden be up there, you know, I suppose going further in the All-Ireland series than a, a Galway or something who maybe wouldn't get promoted from Division 2 but I'd imagine for yourself anyway yeah. like if Proposal B had a came in there and for Leash as well like maybe a lot of those players who opted out or stepped away from the panel maybe they'd be you know maybe they'd give it another year if 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 something like Proposal B was in and maybe they could tweak it or something just so it, I suppose it works for everyone but I suppose that's harder or easier said than done
1: Yeah and I can see it being tweaked and I can see it coming back, I suppose, in a better version of it, um, being being brought in um sometime in the future. But you know, it's an interesting one because uh, you know, Leash were one of the counties that actually voted for proposed to be coming in. So um it's hard, hard to know what way it'll go. But um yeah, no, listen, Billy Sheen is is we're hopeful down here in Leash that that we we'll, he'll get things running and get things motoring and we'll we'll see Leash going upwards rather than downwards next year.
0: I suppose in terms of the the overall All Ireland big picture, then like probably one of the you know, one of the most hardest All Ireland championships maybe to call going into 2022, certainly compared to other years. And most people just chose Dublin. Like I think this year you've probably got four or five teams there at the start of the year who probably feel like they could go all the way and win it, maybe even more. So, you know, it's kind of funny. Hurling was like that for a long time, and it's almost as if the roles are reversed. So in terms of the the football, like who, who could you see as the front runners or, or maybe the team to go and uh, I suppose win, Sam?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I suppose, you know, it's, it's hard to know what kind of it'll be interesting to see what kind of Dublin team come back this year. Um, you know, I thought to were very poor last year. Um, I was actually surprised to see Desi staying on now. I, I thought I thought he'd be he'd be gone after last year's to tell the truth. Um you know, with no man and no Cluxton still in there, it's hard to see them them really um getting back to where they were two three years ago. Um, saying that you know what, it's hard to know what, what way they'll come back with. They were very impressive last year, but I couldn't see them doing it again. So as a betting man, I, I, I'd have my money on Kerry. I think they were they were excellent last year, up to a pint, and then they did their usual thing where they they blew it. Um, Jack Jack O'Connor back in there this year, I think. You know, he. I think he has the 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 system and the function to, to pro, kind of propel them and to make them real challengers next year. Um, and sure, he couldn't. But we'll talk about Mayo as well being in there next year. But for me, my money be on Kerry. I think they'll come back bigger and better, and they have the forwards to do it and do the damage. And I can't see them um kind of failing as as much as they did under the last few years. Um, under Jack O'Connor this year.
0: Yeah, and I suppose it's an interesting one with Dublin. You were mentioning them there as well. Like I'd I'd have Desi still as the manager for now personally. Like I think he's probably done enough. Obviously, when he won the the All Ireland, I suppose in in 2020, and I suppose what he's done at underage level, but definitely pressure on him this year. And like what you said, there was definitely a lot of flat performances in there, and I suppose underwhelming performances. So pressure on on Desi in there as well, and and pressure on Jack O'Connor Kerry as well to deliver because I think Mm. you know a lot of people. Probably looked at Peter Keane maybe as uh, well I suppose the Kerry board did they, they looked at him as the problem And realistically you know they weren't a million miles away like if David Clifford doesn't get injured maybe they win that game and, and you probably would have fancied them to be Mayo as well so I suppose pressure there as well and and you know plenty of good teams coming up and, and through the radar at the moment like Derry, Donegal, Armagh so you know mm-hmm. a lot to uh, a lot to be excited for for the football championship.
1: Definitely so, and like, and and probably not for yourself. Like, well, it's great down the country seeing that there is these four or five teams being competitive for the All Ireland. Um, you know, because it, it was kind of going a bit stale there. And I know from yourself from your own point of view, it wasn't. You were delighted when the All Ireland up there, and why wouldn't you be? But it was going a bit stale down the country here, and the, and you know it was kind of nearly like watching the the Leinster Championship at the moment, like watching the All Ireland series back a few years ago. You know, it was that comfortable, and that easy for them. Um, but you know, hopefully uh, like any championship, as you said, you don't want to see any team run away, but you want to see competitive. And you know, hopefully the the Meads and the 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 Kildare's even kind of push it a bit this year and kind of bring it back to, to a level where it was, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago where it, w- it was a good a good competitive championship. Um and then as you said, hopefully the Donegal's and the Derries and the the um Corks and that can kind of bring it back and kind of up their game as well, and and to bring it into a better All earning series altogether, um, for
0: twenty twenty two. Yeah, I suppose as a Dublin fan, maybe it did get a little, I suppose, repetitive even after a while. Like I think it's one of them things. Even when you speak to to Dublin fans now, that probably nobody wanted to admit at the time, but the fact that we didn't win it last year, I think a lot of Dublin fans are probably happy to admit that twenty twenty was. I think I, th- I think 2019 meant a lot, meant a lot because it was five mm. in a row and it was beating Kerry. But I think 2020 was definitely the All Ireland that felt a little strange, really, mm. given the fact that they won every game comprehensively, convincingly, and yeah. then in the final against Mayo, it was, I suppose, with, with there being no crowd, no celebration as well, like watching the game by yourself. Like I suppose it probably probably didn't live up to expectation, but I think um, yeah. Well, hopefully and next it, and it year comes it'll back.
1: Something similar happened down in Leash here in the club championship where, you know, Port Leash won, and I could be wrong on this, it was definitely nine in a row. I'm not sure if they did a 10 in a row down here, but they, they were beaten then in, in 2019, I think it was. Um, Obviously, Port Arlington won 2020 and Port Arlington won 2021 again, but they were back in the final this year. And even you could, the interviews and not beforehand, the, the players, the supporters, the the town was a flood with green and white around the place whereas for 10 years previous it hadn't been because they were just so used to winning it but it meant a lot more being in the final this year than it did you know five or six years beforehand Um, and I'd say that you know that will be the way up in Dublin as well I'd imagine if Dublin get back to an final this year it'll mean a lot more to them not being there last year um, and to the players as well probably
0: yeah, well, even 2011, I think when we we played Meath, I remember in, in the Leinster Championship, I remember that win meant a lot, given the fact that they'd obviously hammered us the the year previous, and I suppose as well, even 2005, 2006, when Dublin won those Leinster Championships, they meant a lot as well. So, I suppose it's funny, it's funny how it works, and maybe that's probably more reason mm. to try and restructure the championship in in some ways, because it probably isn't right if you know Dublin end up winning. 26 lenses in a row or, or, or something ridiculous like that it, you know because yeah you know he yes yes most Dublin fans at the minute they probably they're probably losing count of the amount of lenses they've they've won in a row at the minute yeah 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 very true yeah perfect well look listen Damien we'll uh we'll wrap this up here anyway i appreciate you jumping on and um yeah cheers, cheers for coming on and hopefully have a, a good Love new it. year all the rest and hopefully leash uh, can cause uh, a few shocks but once 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 it's not against Hopefully
1: all the law supposed to be